back to Next Scene Podcast, the podcast taking on pop culture one scene at a time. I'm your host, Sean, and unfortunately, once again, my co-host Brian could not be with us tonight. And tonight is the fourth night of Hanukkah and the fourth episode of our very special Hanukkah special covering eight episodes in eight nights. Along with Brian, we also do not have a guest tonight, unfortunately. So um, we're going to be trying something different. It'll just be me flying solo. Just me and you, listener, together, just the two of us. And to that guest, I know you're listening, and no worries. Um, I understood when I when I invited you on, it was going to be a long shot. I knew uh, this particular uh, potential guest uh, had a lot going on um, this month, so I knew uh, getting them in for a guest spot was going to be a long shot, and I tried for it, and, you know, uh, sometimes those shots miss. So, uh, so it's going to be just the two of us, so let's dig in. Uh, for the fourth night of Hanukkah, we are covering Lizzie McGuire uh, from season two, episode 20, Extreme Xmas. Uh, this episode originally aired on the 6th of December, 2002, which uh, coincidentally just happened to be the last night of Hanukkah that year in 2002. Hanukkah was from uh, the November 29th through to December 6th. And uh, that's when this episode aired. We'll talk about my history with this episode is... Um, well, uh, I'd never seen this before uh, preparing for the podcast and actually had never seen any episodes of Lizzie McGuire. Uh, I was heard of the show. I was aware of the show, but had never uh, seen any episodes. So this was an introduction to uh, to the the episode as well as all the characters as well. So uh, I think I was able to follow along and figure out um, who was what and, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, this is my, my first exposure. So yeah, let's let's jump right in. Let's get into it. So for uh, opening our first scene, we've got um, a lineup of people waiting to uh, meet Santa and his, uh, help our elf. And, um, well, kind of turning the trope on its head. In this case, the people are giving the toys to Santa instead of getting them from. So it's a lineup of um, like a Toys for Tots thing. People are donating uh, items for Santa to give away. And um, uh, so Lizzie is there and she's got a... A box of uh, all noisy stuff. She's got like drums and a bugle and a siren. Um, turns out they're all things from her little brother uh, that she's donating to uh, to get rid of those. And that's nice. And then we also get interest to um, to the Jewish friend, to Gordo, who is Lizzie's Jewish friend. And we kind of talk later. So after um, talking about Santa and talking about what they're, they're donating, they also talk about uh, the main plot line for the... Uh, episode is a Christmas parade and um, Lizzie and friends and family are uh, planning on making a uh, rock and roll Christmas float for uh, for the parade. And uh, Gordo chimes in. He says, Gordo, the friend says, uh, I'm in charge of decorating the tree on the float, right? Because frankly, I've mastered making dreidels and lighting menorahs and I'm looking for a new challenge. So this is letting us know that uh, Lizzie has a has a Jewish friend, isn't that nice? Isn't it, you know, uh, awfully, awfully nice of them to be inclusive like that. But I, I kid. But we, we'll talk a little bit more um, about that later. And we'll, we'll, I'm going to keep this uh, this train rolling. Following the credits, we get our second scene, which is uh, uh, Lizzie and and gang working on building their their rock and roll Christmas float. And then we've got um, a couple of mean girls. Uh, but uh, apparently they're, they're classmates of Lizzie. They swing by um, and their dad is paying carpenters to build the float for them. So they're doing um, their job creators, I guess we could say. But uh, so they're paying people to make 
their float while Lizzie is, is you know, doing it all herself. And as we're working on the, the Christmas float, uh, one of Santa helpers, uh, one, of the, one of Santa's helpers happens by. Um, we've got, yeah, one of Santa's elves. And uh, they start talking about uh, penguins. Not a, I'm still not, I, I mean, I've got the, the script in front of me and I'm still not entirely clear how they've got around to penguins. But um, someone says, who doesn't love penguins? And the elf chimes in, says, we elves aren't too wild about them. Elves are allergic to penguins. My pal, little Binky, turns red as a turkey gobbler, which doesn't make a lot of sense because when would one of Santa elves run into a penguin, being that uh, Santa's workshop is up on the North Pole and penguins live entirely in the Southern Hemisphere, um, Antarctica and the you know, southern tip of Argentina and islands and so forth in the South Pacific. But yeah, uh, penguins, um, entirely Southern Hemisphere, North Pole, Northern Hemisphere are... Uh, you know how often are elves running into penguins that they uh, they know about this um, they know about this allergy. So I thought that was strange. Um, but anyway, so uh, this elf uh, introduces himself to, to Nobby, and he'll be uh, he'll be around an awful lot for someone who yeah should be much busier this close to Christmas. Um, then we've got an introduction of another running gag, and I don't know if it's just this episode or. Uh, or the series, but somehow mom is always walking around with a plate of cookies. Um, so as the, the the work continues on the the float, mom pops in and says, "Oh, I'm, and I made cookies. I've got gingerbread Santas, and in honor of Hanukkah, I made potato pancakes." Um, Gordo's a comedy. He's like, "Thanks, I you know I can't get away from those every December. That's all I eat." But uh, so more inclusivity. They toss a line in. Um, so we'll see. You know, in the end, we'll see how this scores. If that, if all that. Uh, that tokenism pays off in terms of uh, the Hanukkah representation. Then after a little bit of chit chat and uh, the elf Dobby introduces himself, uh, he ends up taking out the, the family for, uh, for lunch. He knows an incredible Chinese place and Lizzie is left to work alone on her float. But they are the family heads off with Nobby and they just leave her to work alone. And our next scene is Lobby walking in on Nobby putting Christmas under the tree. Um, and her brother comes in, is trying to bribe, uh, bribe the elf. I guess the, the implication is he was not so nice this past year, and perhaps a, a little, a little bit naughty. Um, but he's got to work on his on his technique. First, he tries to bribe Navi with hot chocolate, and then we see him slipping him some cash. But he's like waving the bills around in the air when, um, you know, we clearly know what he's got to do is fold it up and and you know palm it so he can pass it to Nobby, you know, shaking his hand, kind of keep it, be more surreptitious. He's, he's too out in the open, which of course is not going to work. Um, so, but uh, a Nobby is uh, so popular that the family's invited him to stay over. And we find out uh, the plumbing is busted at his retirement home. So he's got nowhere to stay till it's fixed, um, which is odd because he, he seems to be claiming, at least portraying himself as an active elf. So um, if he's not retired, from elfing uh, should he be in a retirement home but anyway he's staying over and lizzie doesn't care um she just wants to get the float done and i think that's that's kind of the main thing we've got the knobby stuff we've got the float stuff um we've got all we've we've got some hanukkah a little bit of hanukkah in the background um kind of established all the plot lines for the episode the next scene is uh pretty much all montage we show um we show the family uh, decorating the house 
uh, for Christmas. We see them sitting down for a meal with Nobby and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of interludes of people trying to cut fruitcake. Um, so I've heard of fruitcake. I've seen fruitcake. I've never actually tried to cut a fruitcake. I don't know if they're, they're hard to cut, but that seems to be the implication. We, we go back to that um, several times. Um, oh, I, and I forgot to mention during the montage, we do get a cut to of uh, we get we cut to uh, Nobby and Matt, the Lizzie's younger brother playing uh, with dreidel. So we get a little bit more ha- Hanukkah content there. Um, the two of the two of the, <clears throat> the two of them playing with a dreidel. We end up with uh, a singing of the Twelve Days of Christmas, and then the entire family volunteering to head over to the retirement home to help with the plumbing because apparently they they know something about plumbing. Hey, Dad's got tools, right? Um, so they're all gonna head out, and then uh, well, the the family's heading out, leaving Lizzo and Gordy uh, to work on the float. So more, more distractions that are keeping this float from getting done. And uh, so our next scene is we cut to it's just uh, Lizzie and Gordo and uh, he's going to head out. He's like, you know, uh, you know, Nobby and his friends and the plumbing is more important than uh, than Lizzie's uh, float, uh, Christmas float. Um, and just and just to drive this point off three different times, Lizzie says, what about my float, Gordo? Gordo, what about my float? Says that three times and. Doesn't ha- you know, doesn't register. He's got different priorities. He heads out. Um, so, and with that, I'm gonna wrap up Act One. I think that's where the first commercial lies. The 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 copy of the video I have doesn't have commercials. So I'm, sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes I kind of gotta guess. So I'm calling that the end of Act One. And so we'll go to uh, the question that I usually ask of my guests, and that is, um, you know, is this a true Hanukkah special? Or is this, uh, you know, really a Christmas episode with a Jewish friend? And, uh, you know, this show is actually the inspiration for that category, because I think this is a canonical example of a Christmas episode, and they just toss in, oh, here's a Jewish friend. So, yeah, I don't think this is a Hanukkah special. But um, I want to give a shout out, go back to uh, my guest and uh, thank them uh, for suggesting this episode. So I you know, kind of listed out a bunch of different Hanukkah episodes that I found or that I knew about and kind of let people choose, you know, potential guests choose their own episode that they were interested in. And uh, our guest wasn't necessarily a fan of this episode, but was a fan of the program and wanted to talk about Lizzie McGuire in general. Um, and so originally, so that caused me to go back and rewatch because originally I'd watched it and thought, well, this is just, this is a Christmas episode. There really isn't much Hanukkah here. Um, you know, not good for the show. And, uh, you know, because of this guess, I, I said, well, you know, hey, if, if, if that's what you want to talk about, we can talk about it. And I went back and, and rewatched to prepare, expecting just to find more things to complain about and how it wasn't really a Hanukkah episode. And then um, I saw, well, one more instances. There's uh, a couple more references to Hanukkah than I thought there were, which is not a huge thing. But the bigger thing I thought there was, um, the way things wrap up, the, the ending of the program did have some Hanukkah spirit. So in a, in a sideways, it was not entirely uh, inappropriate to, to be listed as a, a Hanukkah episode. It wasn't, um, it wasn't quite as bad as I originally thought. Not great, not good, but just not as bad. 
So I, I don't give it high marks for uh, qualifying as a Hanukkah special. I do think this is this is a Christmas special with a Jewish friend, um, but it's uh, it's a little bit better uh, or less bad than I originally thought. Um, so let's cut back to our action for Act Two. Um, so we open up. I suppose this is pretty soon after Gordo. Uh, leaves to help out with the plumbing and Lizzie is continuing to work on the float uh, all by herself and she is out of energy she's running down she is falling asleep um, yeah you know so she ends up saying I, I can stay awake I can finish this I can take a little nap um, and so she doze, dro dozes off and that leads to our next scene which is a uh, dream sequence and so Lizzie is is there's a little bit of um a Christmas Carol uh, worked into here. A little bit of "It's a Wonderful Life." Um, I think she's 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 dreaming of of the elf and different spirits that come to her, but are played by uh, her friends and families. They talk about Gordo uh, shows up as the elf who wants to be a dentist. Um, you know, he didn't want to make toys. He wanted to be a dentist because you know, because helping people is what it's all about. And uh, Nabi is there. Um, to uh i guess to, to to guide lizzie through this dream he's a bit of the the marley of this episode i guess and then he, he introduces the ghost of christmas past um and it's lizzie's mother playing the ghost of christmas past and she's pointing out how messy lizzie's room is and uh eh, would it kill her to clean it up once in a while um and then i think her final spirit or no the the penultimate uh, the next to final uh spirit shows up and it's Matt, it's, uh, you know, her little brother. And here we get a telling of the Christmas tale. She's, he's talking about uh, shepherds watching over their flock, talking about, um, you know, a, a child who shall be savior and earth and peace and goodwill and, and all about that. So, uh, yeah, going back to the question of, is this a Hanukkah episode? Not only do we not get a retelling of the Hanukkah story, we actually get one of the few episodes that uh, explicitly gives us the Christmas story talks about the the birth of the Savior and angels and stuff. So um, yeah, that's that. Uh, you know, that's good for a Christmas special. Not so important to uh, to Hanukkah specials. Uh, and then the the final episode um, or the final spirit showing up is her is Dad is her father who um, insists he really would make a, a great wise man, but he is quickly cut out of uh, this dream sequence as. Uh, Lizzie has come to the realization uh, that it's, you know, she shouldn't care about winning something for herself. Christmas is about doing good, doing good for others. So she should be um, over at Nobby's retirement home, helping, uh, helping the family out with the plumbing. So she's come around, she's seen the light and the spirit did it all in one night, just in time. So, uh, you know, there's still time she can head over um, and help with the plumbing. So then we cut over to the, to, I guess, the basement at Nobby's retirement home where the family's starting around um, talking about pipes and Lizzie shows up and they realize, uh, you know, she won't be able to get her float, float done if she's there helping them. But she says, you know, she's seen the light that, you know, this is, you know, the pipes are more important than, uh, than winning the prize. So they get down to it and uh, they all work together. So that wraps up our second act, and I'll answer, ask that question of myself that I usually ask the guests, and that is, um, 
does this episode capture the spirit of Hanukkah? And I started alluded to that a little bit earlier, where uh, I, I, I do think it does, because we'll see in this third act, um, there is a, there's a bit of a miracle. So I think that that matches. I think the, you know, the, the overall message is definitely Christmas, and um, most of the iconography of the episode is also focused on Christmas. But I think there is, um, there is a way you could look at this ending, uh, the miracle that occurs and, and kind of tie it into um, the miracle of Hanukkah. I mean, it doesn't last eight days, but um, I think the point is that there's a miracle, you know, that, that help comes from a potentially divine source, um, unsought, unsought and unexpected. Um, and and Hanukkah is all about miracles or um, usually. So uh, I'm going to take this time to give a little bit more background and a little bit more on the, uh, the history of Hanukkah. And when I've been talking about the spirit of Hanukkah, um, or the, the kind of just Hanukkah in general, there's really, there's like two parts to it. Um, so to the story. Um, so there's the, there's the battle, there's the, um, the people being oppressed by a foreign leader and rising up and winning a battle, you know, winning a battle against oppression. And then there's the second part on the aftermath where, um, they've got to uh, they've got to fix things up. They've got to reconsecrate uh, the temple uh, that's been trashed by the enemy, and they've got to keep this oil burning for eight days, or they've only got enough oil for one day. It ends up burning eight days. Um, a miracle occurs, and um, you know there's that part. And I think these days, um, at least in my experience, the focus is more on the miracle that the holiday is. The why why is this a holiday? You know, if we don't. Um, you know, we, we don't celebrate, you know, every military victory and certainly not for eight nights. You know, so it seems like the, you know, the, the focus for that is the um, is the miracle. Uh, but um, that was not always the case. Um, it's actually uh, a few centuries after this occurs that we get the first recorded references to a miracle occurring. Um, so uh, these events happened about 200 years um, BCE. And, uh, this is, you know, this is stuff that's, these are stories that are not in the Bible. So this is the, um, you know, the Torah, the Hebrew Bible, the old Testament had been written at this point. So this is well after that. Um, although there is, uh, this is referenced in the new, new Testament. Uh, there's talk of Jesus attending a feast of dedication, which is celebrating the, uh, the dedication, the rededication of the temple, um, after the, the Maccabees won. Uh, you know, won the war. So um, it happens around that period. And then, uh, so originally it's it's a celebration of the victory. The first book of Maccabees describes an eight-day celebration following the rededication of the temple. So kind of the first writings we get uh, on this um, on this event, you know, again, they just, they don't reference uh, the oil or a miracle occurring and their celebrations, uh, you know, their holiday is about the military victory. And then um, it's actually just it's it's not until a few hundred years later. I think it was about 400 years later that we see um, the evolution into a holiday that is more celebrating uh, this miracle of this oil lasting eight days. And there's there's a couple different theories or a few different theories on um, the you know why this is and what factors are involved. And 
One theory is with uh, with Jews remaining to be a, minor, a minority population, a minority people um, in Dysphoria, that it may not be good to have a, a holiday uh, kind of celebrating a, a, a military victory. Uh, maybe you don't want to seem like an antagonist, so maybe focus on a different, uh, you know, a different aspect of those events to, to seem less dangerous. Um, but then I also think, uh, I wonder if going back to the mention, you know, the mention in the New Testament, if the, if, uh, um, the influence of Christianity kind of changes the approach and the thinking of Jews, because, because God certainly changed the, the, the New Testament God is, is a God of peace and, uh, and uh, Jesus is the King of Peace, um, so they're all very peaceful. But that Old Testament God, um, he had some wrath. He was out to, you know, he had some vantage. He would punish. Um, you know, he would kill the firstborn. He would flood the world. This this God didn't mess around. This Old Testament God. So I, I kind of see, you know, could see some parallels there to say, um, in a, a more, uh, you know, in a time with a more militant God, you celebrate the the military victory. And uh, with, a, a, you know, a different take on God or a different personality, maybe the holiday takes on a dis- different personality. Celebrate the um, uh, sort of the peaceful miracle after the victory and not the, the military activity before. Um, so maybe some. So uh, that so what we call the spirit of Hanukkah has has, has evolved over time. And I think the spirit um well, so I so I'll take both things into consideration um, when, uh, when 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 considering the spirit of Hanukkah. So um, you know the spirit can be a miracle to occur, like the miracle with the oil, or the spirit can be um, overcoming our oppressors, overcoming an oppressor, um, overcoming an enemy, uh, achieving a victory. Um, you know that can also be part of the spirit. Kind of take both those things into consideration. Okay, so jumping back into the action, we are in our final act, and uh, our next scene is the the Christmas parade. We, we've heard so much about it, and here it is. Uh, but anyway, so we're out at the uh, the Christmas parade. We see the floats going by. We see there's a marching band, and uh, there's a marching band playing uh, the Carol of the Bells, um, which I mention only because there are no bells. Um, so I guess suppose uh, you can have if you can have a Hanukkah episode with very little Hanukkah, you can have Carol of the Bells with absolutely no bells, which I thought that was weird. So we have uh, the, the, the mean girls are back, the ones that were having their father pay to have their float built. Uh, one of them says, we dropped by the warehouse last night, saw your float, why is it out by the trash can? Uh, and Lizzie, you know, takes the high road. She just gives them a Merry Christmas to you two right back. Um, what a gal. But anyway, so yeah, so Lizzie was helping the family with uh, the plumbing all night and never got a chance to head back to um, to finish up her float. Um, so I don't think she's expecting anything to roll. She's there purely as a spectator when suddenly, what's that? The announcer announces, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the next float, Rock and Roll Christmas by Lizzie McGuire. Um and she says, you know, she says this, there's, there's no float there. Like she didn't get to finish it. And Gordo says, somebody did. And suddenly we see um, the rock and roll Christmas float as envisioned by Lizzie McGuire is rolling down the street. And Santa has turned into Steve, Steven Tyler, 
who is on the float singing Santa Claus is coming to town. Um, and it's funny. <laughs> I kind of go back and forth if I like this. And then uh, Gordo, the friend, is in the, the crowd and says, so you're saying that Santa Claus finished your float and then turned into Steven Tyler from Aerosmith to perform on it? I did not see that coming. Um, and I, I don't know how I feel about them calling out that that's, hey, that's Steven Tyler from Aerosmith who's singing Santa Claus is coming to town because they never address him being Steven Tyler like the, the rest of the show. And it's obviously whenever we see Santa, it's it's Steven Tyler. Like he's, you know, he's wearing a Santa suit, but he's not really making an effort to hide who he is. So this is a world where people don't recognize, you know, people don't recognize Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler doesn't exist you know, if Aerosmith does not exist in this Lizzie McGuire universe until he does. And suddenly everybody recognizes him. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Do, do I like them addressing, you know, kind of the Steven Tyler in the room to say, yes, we know it's Steven Tyler. Um, or or does that just raise more questions about why they didn't know uh, before now that it was Steven Tyler? This is, yeah, this, this episode gave me a lot to think about. There's certainly a lot more to it than I saw on first viewing. So, uh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, so then, uh, the, so the final question that I would be asking, uh, would be asking our guest is, uh, you know, is this suitable for a yearly rewatch or watching as part of a holiday tradition? And I'm going to say no, if, if we're talking in terms of specifically in terms of Hanukkah. Yeah, this is not going on my list. Um, it does pretty well as a standalone episode. Um, you know, I don't, I didn't feel too left out, uh, by not having seen anything else of the series. It does end on a positive note. Um, we do get the feel-good moment at the end. We do get the miracle, which I think puts it in, um, uh, gives it a little bit of Hanukkah spirit, at least. We get mentions. We get mentions of menorahs and latkes, and we see dreidel. So uh, there's kind of like mandatory coverage. So it feels like they're checking boxes. So eh, I give them half points for that. I think I'm going to come down. I'm going to say like two and a half out of five stars. Uh, kind of put this right in the middle. It was good. It was entertaining. Um, just not enough Hanukkah for me um, is where I'm going to leave with that one. And so that will wrap it up uh, for, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll give a little story. Not not a, a childhood memory of, uh, of Hanukkah, but a, a little bit, uh, a little, um, just something about the Maccabees. So um, those band of feisty Jews who fought back the Syrians and uh, retook the, their temple. Um, you know, how do you or how, how do we think about them and how do we look about them? Because uh, so apparently in academic circles, um, there's some questions about these Maccabees and uh, some controversy over how they should be considered. So traditionally, the the line in the Hanukkah story is, um, you know, they battled against uh, you know the, the impressive uh, rulers um, from outside. But this is they're they're a small group. Uh, you know, sort of a militant minority of Jews at that time. Um, so there is some scholarship that suggests uh, that this conflict was more akin to like a civil war, that this was sort of um, a, you know, the an extreme, uh, you know, an extreme part of the population fighting against a, a different part of the same population, but one that had been more assimilated. And that was the real conflict between um, assimilated Jews and and well, potentially you know a group we today might call extremists, um, and that was the real conflict, not Jews versus Syrians. Um, but uh, yeah, 
So I'll just leave that nugget out there that uh, there is there's some questions. So uh, so that'll wrap it up uh, for us. And I do want to thank our guest uh, who could not join us tonight. Um, did inspire me to go back and give this episode another watch and another consideration. So thank you for that. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. Please come back. Uh, come back tomorrow night for night five of Hanukkah. We will be talking about New Girl. Um, so check that out. And we will see you then on the next scene.